everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Infinite Boost Podcast. This is episode 35. We're going to be featuring Subi Smash from the Rocket League Rival Series commentating desk this week. We had an excellent conversation. Subi is a GC. He's been a GC for quite a long time. So getting to talk to him about being able to maintain GC while also being a father and a full-time worker and an RLRS caster on top of everything else was really good. And just to get his perspective, uh, you know, one of the things that I really enjoy about this show is just being able to hear about Rocket League and talk about Rocket League with so many different people and hearing about it from so many different angles. And Subi did not disappoint. I mean, he gets paid to talk about the game and he did that very well. So we're going to hop into that. And before we do, I would just like to say, that the discord is starting to get a little bit more active with responses with conversation and i'm really enjoying that so i would encourage you to hop in there and then also we've run a few events and i have ideas for other events but i am only one man i'm busy working on things editing things trying to get youtube going so i am considering uh bringing on a couple of volunteers to help run events If this is something that you think might be of interest to you or you would be willing to help out the community in running events and making sure things go smoothly and get going, I would greatly appreciate you joining the Discord if you're not already a part of it or getting in touch with me on the Discord if you are a part of it and you can DM me there uh, or you can also, of course, get a hold of me on Twitter. Uh, But please reach out because I would love to do things more consistently with the community as it is growing and people really enjoy when we do different kinds of things. So reach out and uh, let me know if that's something that you would be interested in. I'm kicking around the idea, but I would really like to start moving things along Uh, over there on the discord as well so that is all please uh, join the discord hit me up let me know what you think of the show let others what you think know of the show and just uh let's have fun doing this rocket league thing together but without further ado subi smash let's roll the episode Tubi, thank you so much for joining me on the Infinite Boost podcast. Hey, it is my pleasure. I'm excited to be here, excited to sit down and chat all things Rocket League. Yeah, I know that uh, I record things a little bit ahead of time, but right now we are in the thrall of everything getting canceled, coronavirus, but there is one thing that will never get canceled, and that is the Infinite Boost podcast, because thankfully it is always over the internet. We didn't have to cancel it. We get to keep on going. uh, And I'm looking forward to having a chat with you about Rocket League. And of course, you know, uh, things being canceled, you had to stay home and do your broadcast from home. Uh, How was that first broadcast for you uh, from the household as opposed to uh, in the studio? I mean, it was definitely weird, uh, but it went back to the old days of back to the community tournaments, back to the roots. Um, So honestly, I felt right at home. Um, but I definitely missed being with the guys normally the night before we'll sit out, uh, you know, outside patio and just talk about the games that are coming up tomorrow and not getting to do that was kind of a bummer. Sure. Other than that, you know, you know, the league marches on, it was still great gameplay, just kind of was a bummer not getting to sit next to my co-commentator. 
For sure, yeah. Well, uh, hopefully this all clears up very quickly, of course. This was going to be my first LAN uh, for Season 9 in Dallas, so I was I was very sad that they had to cancel it. They actually sent out the tweet that they were canceling it on my birthday, so that wasn't much of a birthday present there. Uh, but there's always Season 10. I'll look forward to that one. Well, happy belated birthday, by the way. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Well, let's... Uh, not make this any more about me because uh, everybody knows everything that I have to say. Uh, so getting into you and the game of Rocket League, uh, give me your origin story. How did things start? How did you hear about it? Uh, what really hooked you about the game of Rocket League? Um, I remember it was back, obviously, when the game first came out. I had a buddy that we were playing men's softball, and he brought up this game that he downloaded because it was on PS4 this free game rocket league. And I was bummed out because I didn't have a PS4, but two weeks later, I think it got released on PC. So I decided to give it a shot and downloaded it and started playing and keyboard and mouse was not fun. And so I had to buy (laughs) a controller to go along with it. And then once I got that controller, it just, it reminded me so much of traditional sports in the realm of video games that it just instantly got me hooked because I'm a big sports guy. I love basketball, football, um, track and field, all that stuff. And it just brought me back to that. And I said, you know what? This is this is something pretty fun because it seems like, and this was you know five hours into the game, it seems like there's no ceiling to this game. Like you could play 4,000 hours and you're still not going to get to the top. Like there's no way you can peak at this game. Um, so that just hooked me because I'm a guy that, when I'm playing a game, I want to be the best possible at that game. And it just, from that point forward, it just hooked me. And I kept saying hooked. Sorry. That's all right. Now, were you much of a gamer uh, before Rocket League? Yeah, definitely. I started gaming. um, Hold on, I'm old. It takes me a while to count back. I started gaming 20 years ago. uh, Okay. Okay about Counter-Strike 1.4, Battlefield 1942, uh, the first Medal of Honor. So I've been gaming for a long time and not professionally, but I've always liked the competitive edge of games. I've never been a single player guy. I've always liked multiplayer games. So Mm -hmm. it's been a part of my life. And Rocket League was the first like sports game that you really got into. Yeah, I mean, all of those that you said were first person shooters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody's played Madden. Everyone's played, you know, 2K. Everyone's played all those games. Um, And they're fun for a little while. But at the end of the day, it's just you playing a sport. And I'm the type, if I'm going to play a sport, I want to go play a sport. I'll go pick up the basketball, go to the YMCA and play some pickup games. So the video game sporting world isn't my genre. Um, First person shooters always were. And Rocket League came out. And like I said, it was that cross between a video game and a sport that just meshed perfectly together did you ever play anything like dota or other competitive games smite anything like that not really no i I played league of legends for a minute i played smite the the arena version where you're not going down lanes or anything for a little while but now i've been pretty much a stickler to first person shooters for as long as i've been gaming until rocket league hooked you Pretty much, yeah. And it sunk its claws in deep. It has a way of doing that, doesn't it? It does. It, I mean, it, it's because there's no ceiling. You just want to keep getting better. You want to keep practicing because you see 
what these pros are doing and you want to emulate that. And then by the time you start doing it, they're doing more crazy stuff. They're doing flip resets off the ball. They're coming off the ceiling. It's like, well, great. Now another aspect I need to learn. Just one more thing that I have to add to the checklist. Exactly. So how many hours do you have in the game now? Oh, that's a good question. Probably 2,500, 3,000 or so. Okay. And where do you land MMR wise? Uh, I think right now for threes, I'm around 1550. Okay. 75. So you are in fact a GC. I am a GC. Yeah. Okay. I've, How long has that been happening? Mm, since season three. I mean, I know season three is kind of the meme season for grand champ, but that's when I first got it. And I've been able to keep it ever since then. I mean, there's been seasons where I haven't just cause I've been busy, haven't been able to play ranked, but mm-hmm. I'm always around that rank. So tell me again, uh, did you pick up the game like right at launch or a little bit after? It was like two or three weeks after launch. Okay, so um, you've been you've been around pretty much since the beginning. Yeah, pretty much since it dropped on PC because I okay. didn't have that PS4 to download it for free. Right. Now, how many hours or how much time would you say that you put into whatever first-person shooter was like your go-to game? Oh, probably more than two or 3,000 hours. Back in the day, like in my heyday of gaming, which was back in high school and early college days, that's all I did. I I went to school, um, I worked, and I came home and played video games. So, I mean, I was thousands, thousands and thousands of hours. Okay. This So this is one thing that I've been thinking about recently a lot for myself, and I've noticed this with how I play Rocket League and how I've how I've looked at the game or what I've done with the game so far. Like I'm at probably 3,200, 3,250 hours ish right now. And I'll, I'll check that well, um, I'm here in a second. Too. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. Do well, let's just take a second and check. We'll do it together. Um, Yay. <laughs> so I feel like, you know, obviously with I'm just, I'm at 3,191. And that's not even counting my PS4 hours because I do have some hours on PS4 as well. I do too, unfortunately. Have some hours on PS4? Yeah, my wife got me one for a little while, but the input delay was just awful. I mean, you could tell. I mean, I moved from PS4 to PC and like I have 60 hertz monitors. I have like a very like standard PC setup. So I haven't experienced the game on like 144 hertz like that fast. And I feel like that's where it would make a difference. So that input lag, I don't know that I've experienced like other people have. I felt it because I was on 60 hertz too. But I think because I started on PC and then went to PS4, it was a lot more noticeable. But I've heard from PS4 to PC going to 60 hertz, you might not notice it as much, but man, you have to invest in a 144 hertz monitor. It is a, a life change. It is. It is in the back of my mind for sure. It's. It's definitely something that I want to do eventually. Uh, but I was what I was getting to earlier about my hours and just how I've looked at the game, because in February I didn't queue any games at all. Like it was just practice time. I spent only time like working on various things as opposed to queuing games over and over again. Um, and what I realized was how much 
I played the game like super mindlessly. Like I wasn't really paying attention to what I was doing. I wasn't paying attention to the intricacies of the ball. Like I would just really kind of, I mean, it wasn't like bonehead just chasing after the ball. Like I thought I was focusing on things. I thought I was like really trying to get better, but there were like these little minute things that I feel like people just caught on to naturally that I just the little details of the game that I just didn't pay attention to that now that I'm actually like actively trying to improve over the last, you know, three, four, 500 hours are well. And even the last month and a half have drastically changed how I looked at the game. So I'm curious, like when you hopped into rocket league or even before with like counter-strike, did you have this kind of, uh, aha moment or light bulb strike on like of, Oh, when I make these mistakes, I can correct it by doing this. Or when I screw this up, I can do this instead. So that led you to be more successful in the game early on. I don't think for me, it it was just a slow progression. Cause like, honestly, I'm pretty dumb. So I don't have those aha moments (laughs) like, Oh yeah, if I do this, it's just, it's like, I have to continually bash my head into the wall to, you know, learn a lesson that, ow, that hurts. And that, for me, it was Rocket League. And I just looked, I've got 2,300 hours. So I would say like every, I don't know, 100 hours, you get those, you know, not aha moments where it just clicks like a light bulb, but it's a slow progression. Like it's a dimmer switch going from zero to 100 of, oh, okay, now I understand this better with the rotations or, oh, okay, if I'm going to challenge a ball and I put my momentum forward, hey, it's going to help me win this 50-50. Um and a lot of that comes from like spectating games a lot and seeing what the pros do and then trying to put that into a game myself. It's not like, aha, I figured it out. It's, uh, I'm going to try this out and let's see how it works out in the end. And so m- maybe that's a, maybe that's a better way of putting it. Like, I'm going to try this out and see how it works out. I'm going to try to do this thing and see what happens because Obviously, and I know it's a, kind of a meme for people to just like ask how many hours somebody has. But with you, you know, in the mid 2000s and me cracking, you know, 3200 almost, obviously you got somewhere faster than I got there. So there's like a difference in between. And I would like to think that I'm fully capable of getting to Grand Champ um, eventually but there's some there's a way that I was approaching the game differently than you and other people that have GC with fewer hours um, that, you know, there's just a disconnect. And I, I think that is one thing that really uh, interests me right now is how you can look at the game differently, especially at lower hours so that you can progress on a consistent basis. Well, I think like the difference for me in that situation is like, I've never been a mechanical player. I mean, I'm okay at the game. I'm decent at the game mechanically. I can hit my shots pretty precisely and accurately. I can pass the ball well. I can dribble sometimes, but I'm not one of those GCs that like you're looking at like squishy and all those guys. I mean, obviously I'm not a pro, but as far as GCs are concerned, I'm not this mechanical guy. I... I am a player that has always used like intellect in the game where, okay, if I challenge this, what's going to happen? I'm always trying to think 
two steps ahead in Rocket League rather than trying to rely on my mechanics. I'm relying on what I've seen in gameplay, what I've seen players do and trying to learn from the mistakes they've made before I make them myself. So like I'm a GC because I feel like I've watched so many games in Rocket League. I know how the game is supposed to be played rather than like I've got this insane skill set, if that makes sense. And I don't think that it takes an insane skill set to get to Grand Champ. And I think I think what you're saying is extremely valid. And I would also say that you shouldn't sell yourself short because I think there is a certain amount of consistency that it takes to get to Grand Champ if you just don't have these insane mechanics. You know, like I think of somebody like Forky who is just ungodly mechanical in his game like he can play like a dummy and get to 1500 without blinking an eye right exactly yeah so let me ask you this do you feel like your games where you are right now in mmr like what is what is your peak where do you feel like it gets just really really out of your comfort zone in terms of mmr i feel like i could play comfortably probably up to like 1650 or so maybe maybe 1700 around there um but once you get above that level that's where the mechanics like that's what separates like 1600 and above is the mechanics i'm not hitting flip resets i'm not coming off the ceiling like i can't do those things consistently i'm not a player like that and that's where you see those players shine is 1700 because they've got the mechanics and they have the smarts to back it up. So they're not making terrible double commits. I mean, yeah, sure it happens, but they're not going to be making those dumb mistakes that you see players at lower mistake or lower ranks rather make. And hope I don't offend anyone by saying that people make dumb mistakes, but generally that's what separates like champ three from grand champ is just stupid plays. Like, going up for double commits, hitting the ball just to hit it. Um, it's stuff I talk about regularly in my commentary. And it's just playing smart, like playing with a purpose. You're not just going out to hit the ball. Like you're going into this match to win it. And how are you going to defeat your opponent? Like you have to use your brain to your advantage. If you're just going in to hit a ball, you're not going to get grand champ. Like you have to have a purpose in a match and you have to learn your opponent in the first two minutes and that's how you come out on top. You can't just go into every match the same. I, well, and opponents and teammates just as much as opponents. Oh, teammates can hurt you bad. Yeah. Figuring out, (laughs) figuring out how to work with whoever is on your side of the field, just as much as who's on the other side of the field is a huge skill. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've had teammates carry me, obviously. There, there's some great players out there, but then you have teammates that are near the same rank and it just seems like they're playing a step behind or a half step behind. And in turn, that throws your game off. Because if you're a fast player, you've got now got to hit that break button a little more. You can't go up as quickly and it throws everyone off. And one of the biggest things I try and tell people if they ask, I never, I shouldn't say never, but 95% of the time I don't give unsolicited advice. I don't want to be that guy. But if a guy says, Hey, what can I do to get better? You need to challenge earlier. You need to go for a ball. Like you're hesitating. You're throwing everybody off. You're throwing rotations off and it's just not working out on the field. 
Go into that a little bit more because I think that is one of the it's funny because this is my first week back playing games in, like I said, a month. And I played a good amount of games this week. And I, again, just going back to really taking time to take in the game at a deeper level, I understand more now uh, the important, like rotation, rotation almost isn't just going around your um, teammates so that like it's not just getting back it's also moving forward and challenging like that that's just as much a part of rotation as it is actually going back on defense can you so talk a little bit more about that hesitation well it's not only okay so there's hesitation in two sense there's hesitation in the sense of a player going to challenge a ball and getting aggressive with it and then there's also the hesitation of I don't want to give up a goal. So they're back on defense and I'm sure you see it. Everyone sees it all the time where you have possession of the ball. It looks like you're breaking the defense down. And then all of a sudden, where's your teammate? The ball gets just boomed all the way back to your half and he's back there grabbing boost players. Mm -hmm. I guess low GC high champ players. A lot of the times aren't comfortable playing with low boost. And if you watch pros 90% of the time, they're at like 60 boost or lower. I mean, mm. it's rare to have a hundred boost all the time. So you've got to be comfortable pushing up on offense. If you got 30 in the tank, you got 30 in the tank, but if it's your time to go, you can't rotate back on defense. You, you have to trust that your teammates are going to have your back. Everybody's playing their part. So if you fall back on defense, you're just hurting your, your teammates. You're hurting your team. You're giving up offensive possession and you're throwing everyone's rhythm off. You've got to keep that speed up for five minutes. You've got to keep the pressure up. And that's where the smarts come into play. It's not a matter of, hey, I'm just, like I said, I'm just going to hit the ball. I'm just coming in. And then I'm rotating out. No, you can cut rotations if necessary. You can keep pressure on the ball. You can put a challenge on the ball with zero boost. You don't need boost to put a yeah. challenge on the ball. It's all about reading your opponents and, and where that ball's going. Can you say that last part again? I don't remember what I said. <laughs> he said, you can challenge the ball with zero boost. No, it, I mean, I think the the greatest And player... I agree with... I just want to say that I, I agree with that. And shout out to uh, Dot, one of my listeners. We uh, So I do this thing in my Discord called Roulette League. It's almost like six mans, but it's just more casual and fun. So everybody queues up uh, and, you know, we'll have anywhere from eight or more or down. Everybody queues and then it just shoves you into two random teams or a few random teams. And then uh, what we'll do if we have enough people. So this past Friday or Saturday, we did um, eight people and we played two groups and then the winners played the winners, the losers played the losers. Uh, and I remember explicitly Dot and I actually uh, went 2-0 and in that and we quote unquote won uh, that whole thing, which was which was really exciting. Thank you very much. Um, but I remember explicitly us getting scored on once um, in our second round match because he was like, go after that. And I kind of went a little bit, but then turned around because I didn't have boost and he was out of position. And basically my opponent was able to continue possession because I didn't challenge appropriately. 
And that was a, that was a real big eye opener. And then he watched the replay dots uh, GC this year, this season for the first time. And he was like, yeah, you go full force at that every single time because it gives me time to make a better challenge. Well, and like when you're playing Rocket League, unranked or ranked, you know, you have certain expectations of your teammates and you are going into it thinking like, okay, he, he's going to, I guess it's trust. Like you're trusting that they're going to go make a challenge and you see that them going forward in like in your situation, going forward to challenge a ball. So you start to break your rotation from going back to defense and maybe you're at midfield because you're expecting your teammate to hit that. And then all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, they turn around. It's like, yeah. dude, what are you doing? Like put a challenge on that ball. Let's keep this aggression up. And you get scored on, you get punished for it because you just, ah, I'm going to hesitate. And that's all it takes in rocket league is those split second decisions. And the lower ranks, you're not going to get punished as much, but the higher you get in rocket league, the slimmer that margin is for those errors. And it's such a fine line because, you know, now we have flakes getting a thousand viewers a day and he says all the time, like, there's no reason for me to challenge here. Like he pulls back on a very consistent basis. And there's a fine line between putting a challenge that is effective and necessary and then putting a challenge on somebody just because you think you need to challenge. But in actuality, like there's no threat on the ball. Right. I mean, if so you there, have, is, there is some interesting nuance there as well. Right. Yeah. If you've got no boost and you're I, I don't think we've ever truly agreed on like how many feet are on the field and all that. But just for argument's sake, like you're 20 feet from the ball, you've got zero boost and you know that there's no way you're going to get a touch on it. Yeah. Rotate back. Like yeah. you shouldn't jump in the air. You're going to put yourself out of position. But I think the the person everyone can look at as far as like the ability to put a challenge on the ball with low boost it has to be Turbo Pulsa. And I know that's probably like, oh, pick the greatest player of all time. But for real, that's what makes him so great is his ability to challenge the ball and disrupt plays. Yeah, he might not win every 50-50, but he's not allowing a player to get comfortable with that ball and, I mean, go for like an air carry or something. Like, he's just touching it. And they might keep possession, but it makes them have to change their tra trajectory on the ball and it disrupts the flow of the play perfectly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like that is what makes him so good because like he, yeah, like he has some flash. He has the ability to do those highly mechanical plays, but he's just consistent. Like he's just where he needs to be whenever he needs to be there every single time. Like you can't ask for anything more than that. No, exactly. Like you can be a, a mechanical God and, and we can, Shine the light on Squishy. Squishy's one of the best mechanical players Rocket League has ever seen. He's won a world championship, but will he win back-to-back? -back? Or not back-to-back, -back. obviously that didn't happen, but will he win two, three, four? Probably not. Who's done that? Turbo, because is he a mechanical god? No, not really. But what he plays with is his brain. He's the smartest player in Rocket League, and that's how you're going to win champ championships. Yeah, you've got to have some skill behind it, but... The big brains are the guys that are going to win multiple championships. KDOP, Violent Panda, Turbo. But the biggest one on there is Turbo. So that's really interesting to me. Like mechanics, are, it's, it's such a tricky subject 
Um, and it's it leads into something else that I've been thinking about as well. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on it because like, especially once you get to a place like Turbo, like the guy has the mechanics. He's just not like super flashy and fancy about it. But they're like, I'm sure if you asked him to do something, he could, you know, I'd be shocked if he couldn't execute basically anything that you asked him, maybe not like a double flip reset, but when are those actually viable or necessary? Right. I mean, when you're talking RLCS, like you're talking about what 30 players, like right. the best 30 players in the world for a division. So, I mean, yeah, they're all mechanically skilled. They're all going to be up there. They're all going to be able to do those things because if you can't, frankly, you shouldn't be there. But, you know, there's just a different level to it. Like Squishy, he can hit like four or five flip resets on the ball. Right. Is it ever going to happen in a match? Probably not. Is it necessary? Definitely not. But he has that ability where I don't think Turbo has that ability. He doesn't have the mechanics that Squishy, say, does or Justin you know, his teammate, definitely not the same. Like when you see them both carrying the ball midair, yeah, you want to go up and challenge Turbo with the ball. You want to respect him. But is he going to do the things that Justin is capable of? No. Oh, sorry. I thought you No, no, I just, I mean. No, period. I wasn't, no. I, okay, I wasn't sure if you were uh, going anywhere else with that. I think what you bring up is an interesting point, and it's not something that I normally talk about on the show, but just in terms of like, playing and competitiveness one thing that i'm really interested in and this just kind of popped into my brain but like it almost goes back to i mean kobe bryant um rest in peace yes amen um and him winning championships with shaq like when shaq came to the lakers uh and people were like you can't win championships without shaq like do you think there's do you think there's any little bit of that with how competitive Garrett is? Like he he didn't so, win a cha- he didn't win a championship and then Fireburner retires and then you bring in l- the literal best player in the world <laughs> and then you win a championship. Like is there anything in his gut that's just like I want to see if I can do it quote unquote on my own? I don't think so. I I think Garrett, I mean, he's had that mentality of wanting to win a championship since 2017, right? I I mean, probably since he started playing the game. Yeah, I mean, I just don't see that, um, at least not from his personality. I don't think he cares. I don't think if, I don't think he would care if he went to Europe and he joined up with KDOP and Fairy Peak and they won it. Like, I don't think, however you get the job done, you get the job done. So I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't see that happening. I mean, maybe if Turbo retires, maybe this is what Garrett needed. Like, hey, you can do it, type thing. And yeah. now he knows what it takes. Yeah. Um. So maybe he could follow in the quote unquote footsteps like Kobe did. Where like, okay, now I'm going to show you. I don't need Shaq. I'll take yeah. Pau Gasol, and I'll still win championships for sure. Yeah. It was just. It's just something that came to my mind because there are so many like high powered, like notable athletes, especially in these days, like, Oh, like Kevin Durant, you went to golden state because you knew that was going to be the easiest place for you to win a championship. And you've never been able to do it like quote unquote by yourself. Have you Um, seen um, the ring that he wears? No. 
Yeah, it has an asterisk on it because that doesn't count. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not wrong. Like I just I find that very interesting. Uh, but I mean, sports are so much different than they used to be. Um, no, in for terms sure. Of stuff like that. There's just so much talent, and maybe that's part of it. You know, like it's just taking advantage of a good opportunity to have Turbo come and join NRG. But anyways, let's go back to you and when you first started with the game early on um would you say that you enjoy practicing the game do you take time to practice the game or did you learn more just like in queuing game over game over game over game i unfortunately don't put a lot of emphasis on training at least not as much as i should like you taking a month off and not queuing games at all i tip my hat to you i could never in a million years do that that's incredible uh, for me, from day one, it was just all about queuing the game. And like, that's how I'm going to get better. That's how I'm going to work on things. Um, and that's probably why I don't have the greatest mechanics, because I don't sit in free play for hours at a time trying to carry the ball across the map, do X, Y, Z. I want to go into a game and I want to win. Like that That's my competitive nature. Like You could talk to uh, Stranger Stranger, the observer, for... Uh, rival series in RLCS, like he knows what it's like to play with me. There's times where like, yeah, I'm, but I wouldn't say like a complete jerk, but yeah, I'm not nice. Like I'm out here to win. Like I'm not one of those guys that wants to just joke around. Like I'm queuing a match. I'm going in and I want to win that. That's just the bottom line of it. So you're pretty, you're pretty hardcore then. I'm pretty competitive. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's that or a uh, scrabble uh, you name it. Darts. We played darts at the studio uh, last week. Uh, yeah, I'm a competitive guy. Like, I want to win. I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to be a jerk if I lose. But like, yeah, I want to win regardless of what it is. So then talk to me a little bit about how you would say you've been able to improve and get to the place that you're at by simply so like queuing games because I found and this is even over the past couple of days I've been working on uh, Poquito's ground shots training and just grinding the heck out of that to really understand one thing that I've noticed that like for whatever reason I never paid attention to over the past 3,000 hours is that the when you decide that you're going to hit the ball it doesn't just freeze. The ball keeps moving. Like I decide where I'm going to, when I'm going to hit the ball. And then there was something inside of me that was just like, that would hone in on that specific spot. And then I would not be able to get as good of a touch because I'm aimed at this spot, even though like the ball keeps on moving in whatever direction it's going to move. And that's just a weakness that I've had, but understanding that through training has gotten me to a better place than I was before that I wasn't getting through just queuing game after game after game. So like, how do you find it an opportunity or way to improve on a consistent basis without practicing? Well, I would say I'm an anomaly and I don't think anybody should take my advice in terms of like, don't go into free play. Don't do custom training. I mean, I do them here and there. Um, it's just more of like, this is how I'm going to warm up to start my matches. This is what I'm doing while I'm waiting for a queue. 
Um, so I don't advocate for that for sure. You definitely mm-hmm. should. If you're trying to be the best player in Rocket League, yeah, you've got to sit there and do what you're doing. That's probably the best way to go about it. But for me, um, you know, I don't have a lot of time to play. I don't have a lot of time for video games, unfortunately, not at this point in my life. So like I'm going in to just play games and the way I'm trying to get better is not through mechanics. Like I think mechanics improve regardless if you want them to or not. Like if you're putting in 3000 hours into a video game, like you're going to be better at the end of those 3000 hours, even if you aren't even thinking about it. Um, But for me, like I'm going in and I'm just, I know that I can get to grand champ And I guess that's my like goal, if you will. Like I want people to know that, Hey, I'm talking about what's going on on the field. And I know what I'm talking about a little bit. Like I've, I've watched plenty of games and I don't just talk the talk. I can walk the walk. Like, am I going to get to rival series? Nah, but can I hold my own in grand champ? Yeah, for sure. And I guess that's like, I'm not trying to get like better per se. I'm just trying to maintain if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So then that, it, that's really interesting that you say that. So as a competitive person, like you get to wherever you're at, you there's no aspiration to continue or to like, you know, keep on an upward trajectory. I mean, of course I want to, but I, I, I guess I know it's unrealistic. Um, I don't, like I said, I don't have the time to sit there and work on mechanics for hours at a time. I like, I play maybe two nights a week. Like I don't, I just don't get a lot of time to play. So like for me, Mm -hmm. yes, I want to get better, but I know like, I'm not going to be 1800, 1900. I don't stand a chance and I don't want to, I guess, hold people back. If I were to get to that point, like I'm not. I would be the worst third teammate in those lobbies. I wouldn't want to do that to people. Yeah. Cause you know, if you had somebody like me on your team, you would uh, not be overly ecstatic about it. I would be stoked because I know that you're putting in the work and I could absolutely groom you to the best grand champ ever. You are being too kind only because you are on my podcast. I don't believe you at all. Not in the slightest. (laughs) That's fine. So I I want to get your interpretation on this because I've, I've been to this uh, leadership seminar and one thing that they talk about in that is this idea of growth and decay. And what they say is that, you know, they talk about a couple of philosophers and the one, the first one says that, you know, there's this phase where like you're growing, growing, growing. And then, like you said, you kind of maintain And then eventually you start going down like so. And that's kind of like what you say you're at, like this maintenance place. But then the next one said, "Okay, well, I I kind of understand what you're saying. But the way that I look at it is there is actually just growth and then decay. Like there is no plateau. There is no like maintenance level. You're either going up and getting better or you're getting worse. So like in terms of. I guess over the past few seasons, do you feel like over the past few seasons that you've improved on a consistent basis or do you, cause like you don't, you don't get GC year over year, season over season, 
and not improve in some way because there are people that are constantly working on getting better. So do you feel like you are still improving? You're just kind of staying at the, like in the same level that you've been in this entire time. Does that make sense? No, yeah, no, that makes perfect sense because like, I think you look at low GC back in like season one or two. And if you look at low GC now, I mean, these <laughs> low GCs would kill them. They'd crush yeah. them. So like, I'm sure I feel, I mean, if you watch the first season of RLCS, like I feel <laughs> like, I feel like I could keep up with those guys. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're probably not wrong. I mean, I'm not throwing shade on them because no. obviously now in the future they are phenomenal. Uh, but I feel like I could keep up with that RLCS. I could not keep up with this RLCS. But anyways, no, yeah. continue your thought. No, no. I, I mean, I guess you're, yes, you are correct in that. Yes, I, I guess I've been f- not forced to improve season after season, but it, it's just a byproduct of playing at that level. Like you, if you want to maintain that, you have to get better. Um, but that, I guess to re-answer your question, that's not my, my purpose in Rocket League. Like I'm not, okay, I have to get better. I'm playing because like I love this game. Um, it's an addiction. Like we were talking about before the show started, like an addiction to caffeine. Like I have to play this game. It's just a part of me and I want to play it at the highest level. Um, so I guess I'm forced to improve season after season, but that's not like my main goal. If that makes sense. So then your main goal right now is just to stay where you're at. My main goal is just to, to, to keep it fun. And for me, it's the competitiveness, it's the speed, it's, you know, seeing player. I mean, I've played with players that are in the rival series now. So like, it, it's just fun. Like, oh, could this kid be in the rival series one day? Could I see him improve to get to that level? Or is he just going to stay here with me and we'll keep matching up in ranked games? Yeah. Hmm. That's, that's very interesting. So in terms of Going back to what I was thinking about earlier, one thing that I've noticed in my game many times, and it's it's this back and forth uh, give and take of like mechanics and what you're capable of and and speed of play. And there have been three or four times where I think to myself, oh man, I just need to play faster. I need to be able to play faster. And to a point like, Yes, there like you have to be able to play the game fast er to rank up at this game. But for some reason it hit me like a ton of bricks the other day that I was thinking about it and it was just this thought that I had that speed of play comes from upping the level of your mechanics. You don't just like start playing faster and get better at the game. Like you have to be able to uh supplement that or back it up with actually being ha- having the mechanics to maintain that. So you don't just start driving faster and all of a sudden right. everything comes along like you build up these mechanics and then the speed happens because of what you've built to be able to do it. Right. Like you've got to be able to wave dash, you've got to be able to um when you're landing from an aerial like knowing that you want to keep your momentum going. You don't want to land sideways and kill all that. Like, so manics, 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 manics. Well, mechanics definitely I mean, play a role in speed. 
you could you could say that people that don't have the mechanics and are just going crazy on the field are a bit are, manic. They are manic. That is for sure. Because there's that there is a difference between just playing fast and playing fast with a purpose. And, and you got to know when to hold your your power slide when you're landing. If you're you are sideways, so you can keep that momentum. You can turn left or right to to keep going forward. So the mechanics are there. But when I bring up mechanics, it's things. I guess with the ball, like dribbling, um, I'm not the best. Like one v one, I'm awful. I'm not like I'm not queuing ones ever. What is your one v one rank? I don't have one. Like I legit have. Ne- I think I've maybe played five games ever. Ever, <laughs> ever like at all? Ever. I Man. just. I don't. I don't know. I've never been a one v one guy. Like back. <laughs> in my old days of playing basketball, like one V ones wasn't fun for me. That just wasn't where I was at. Like I could lock down defend. Yeah. I'll defend you all day, but one V one balls. It's just not my thing. I like team games. I like team sports. I like creating passing play, you know, behind the back passes, alley-oops to like that stuff is fun and exciting. And that's like the same in rocket league. Like I want to have someone to share the experience with. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I play with the chiefs all the time outside of the season right now, like our schedules kind of are opposite. So I never get to play with him. Yeah. Um, but like in season, like that's my favorite time to play rocket league is when I get to play with the chiefs because we're laughing, we're having fun, but we're also both, you know, like, Hey, I'm midfield, pass me the ball or just trying to develop plays. So for me, one V ones, it's just not fun. And I know yeah. it's important to gameplay. And if you want to be good at the game, play once, like I said, don't listen to me if you want to be a good player. <laughs> you can listen to me when I'm commentating, but like what I'm saying right now, yeah, don't take my advice as like no free play, no 1v1s. That's terrible. Don't do that. Be the anti-Subi. Yes, yes, do that. Well, if you're ever feeling especially spicy, I would love to see you take one of the few days that you actually have to play the game and do your placement matches and just see where you end up. Okay, I'll do that. And then I'll report back. Yeah, I would I would definitely be curious to see what that looks like because uh I mean it it takes a certain kind of player to be able to get to GC and I feel like like I'm champ one in ones but my one whoa I wish I were champ one in ones. <laughs> I feel like if I was champ one in ones I would easily be GC in threes. That like, makes sense. Easily. I'm plat two in ones right now. And, uh, like, I think the mistakes and things of that nature that I make in ones correlates very clearly over to threes, like bad challenges, uh, not being able to control the ball, uh, small little misses here and there, things of that nature that I do consistently in either playlist that correlate into losses that I shouldn't necessarily have in one way or another in, in both playlists. I just looked up my uh, rating for you in one V ones. It's pretty good. Uh, 623. Oh, wow. Are you on, are you on RL tracker? <laughs> yeah. So go back through the seasons real quick and see when the last time you actually played a game. Cause it should show you like, Oh, you're right. How many okay. games you played. I'd be curious to see when it goes Back to season three. So season three, I had two games. Nice. Season four, I had one. Season five, I had one. Season six, zero. 
7080901010011012013 so, so I haven't played since season 5 nice <laughs> pretty good i think i think that's really interesting so in terms of like how you play threes cuz the first time that i got champ 1 and was super pumped about it all I did, I played so, so conservatively. Like I stayed on my defensive half and just waited for everybody to screw up enough that I could go in and hit the ball into the goal. And like I was I was super proud of myself and excited that I got into champ for the first time. And I continued to progress. You know, I, I'd lose games, but I eventually got into champ too. And then once I got into champ two, this strategy that I had of just like casually waiting for the ball to come to me or for everybody to miss stopped work. Like everybody just got too good. Um, and I guess if I had like tried to make little tweaks and little changes, uh, I could have at least stayed in champ two, but I would always drastically change something about my game that would knock me back into champ one. And then I might go up and it's just been this back and forth, back and forth. Um, but like, how, how do you, I can't even remember where I was going with it was, I had a really good point to make. It would no, uh, that was a great point. You telepathically brought it over to me. Oh, great. So, yeah, yeah. Well, Oh, you don't actually have any... Oh, no, I've got something for it. Oh, well, then go, so, please go, because I don't know where I was going. <laughs> so you were going to this spot that uh, you were going to say that there's a difference between champ one, champ two, and the difference in uh, teammates and opponents that you're going to be facing. And I feel like low gameplay, your teammates are almost, at certain times, a hindrance, because you don't know, can I push up? Or do I have to stay back? So you're resorting to playing conservatively because you don't want to get scored on, right? That's the number one way to lose in Rocket League is to get scored on. Well, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you play conservatively and then eventually people are going to whiff. Hey, open net. Now I can go up. But at champ two, your teammates are a little more apt at rotations. They aren't going to be double committing as much and... So because of that, there's going to be wide open space midfield or when your opponents get the ball and you're not there for the challenge because you're used to your teammates consistently pushing up, double committing, going for the ball. No one on defense. I don't know. I don't know if that's yeah. what you're going to say or not. <laughs> no, not at all. But it is a valid point uh, that and it goes that I mean, that goes back to like understanding your teammates and understanding how it all works and, and making sure that you can accommodate that. But the thing that I was thinking about is I'm curious of your play style because, you know, going back to what I said, don't let me forget because I want to talk about your play style. But going back to like what I was saying is I developed this extremely slow, extremely conservative play style that worked to even get me into champ two. But I was extremely slow. I and this could almost go back to like why I can't read the ball very well because I would only go after balls that were like completely free. Like I didn't have to hurry to challenge them. I didn't have to go up in the air to like get a faster read than somebody else. It was a free ball. And, you know, most of my goals were me cleaning up a mess. 
uh, like very, very slow, very, very conservative. But like for you to get all the way to GC and consistently play in that level, you know, I wouldn't say that, I mean, every game is completely different and that's every rank ever. You know, you wonder how somebody, some people get to a rank. You wonder why some people are still in a rank. But in terms of you, like, how would you say that you play the game to maintain where you are at MMR-wise? Um, I mean, definitely smartly. Like, I definitely read my teammates uh, the first, like, minute just to see, okay, are these two guys super aggro? Because normally I like to play aggressive. I like to be in the offensive half. I like to... Uh, go for the bumps, go for the demos. I like to try and hit teammates with passes. Um, I like to be like that, the the number one. I want to like be the one that develops or sets the play up. Um, But if you see you've got two teammates that are constantly pushing in, like you've got to be able to to push back a little bit. So I guess like the way I've done it is just by playing smart. Like normally I'm aggressive. Normally I am absolutely the one trying to push the ball and I'm trying to get those challenges, like the turbo challenges we were talking about. Um, but it just comes down to just, you have to read your teammates, especially if you're trying to like grind up rank solo, you have to read your teammates because without doing that, like you're not going to win many games because you've one game, like you were saying, you got a guy like, how is this guy at X rank? Like he should be four ranks below this or how's this guy here? He should be like in the rival series. He's hitting these nutty ceiling shots. Uh, so for me, it just comes down to reading my teammates. Like I, I have to do it every game and I can't just go into a game wanting to play the exact same way every single time. I mean, there are games where you have to take over. Like there's been games where it's like, okay, this is nothing's happening. Like I'm pushing in. I know that I've got a teammate on the ball, but like, I can tell he's got no boost. I can tell he's not going to do anything with it. So I'm going to go ahead and cut rotation. I'm going in and I'm going to go ahead and try and take this game over. And it, a lot of the times it does hurt you, but there's times where it pays off. Uh, for people that, you know, I think that one of the most frustrating things about Rocket League or one thing that sets people off the most is, you know, this uh, blessing and curse that we call teammates, especially solo queue teammates. So can you give the listeners uh, that might have frustration with teammates or solo queuing uh, some tips or ideas on how to stay calm, uh, to stay in the game and really analyze their teammates as quickly as possible? Like how maybe some tips. And then also, how did you develop the skills to be able to do that? Because just like hitting the ball, aerials, double taps, uh, you know, flip resets, all that stuff, what you just talked about is 100% a skill and developing that skill will help people be better at the game of Rocket League. So what are some tips and maybe how did you work to understand that you needed to do that and then develop your ability to do that better over time? Well, I think uh, first off, like we're all guilty of it, of calling teammates out in chat one way or the other, like getting upset and like, whether it be passive aggressively spamming, take the shot or being super aggressive in team chat and calling them trash or whatever, like you got to keep that in check because if you piss off your teammates, sorry, if that's not allowed, it makes it so much harder, man. <laughs> well, it does. Like I know f- for a fact, if I've got a teammate that's doing that, like 
it just puts me in a negative mood. And it's like, dude, what, what are you doing? And that gets to the second point of like, also realize like people are playing this game for fun. Not everyone is out there trying to make RLCS. Some people are just, this is how they're unwinding for the day. And yeah, you don't know what they've got going on in their life. They might, they might have had someone pass in their life and this is how they're trying to take their mind off of it. And you know, you could be a teammate that comes in and like you guys crush a team and you party up and you make this dude's night. And I know that's not part of the point, but like reading your teammates um, and just being like a good person in ranked, like, yes, your emotions can get the better of you from time to time. Like, like I said, we're all guilty of it. Um, but just not like making it, what's the word for it that I'm looking for? Like personal, personal. There you go. Like, don't make yeah. it personal. Like, yeah, just no, definitely like, I mean, that goes for everyday life. Just be a good person. But like right off the bat, if you have a teammate that whiffs a ball and it goes into your net, don't say what a save. Don't do that stuff like that. That isn't conducive. That's not going to help your teammate. That's not going to help your team out at all. So right. like you go into the match, all, all that said and done. Okay. So you go into the match and the way that I have developed my skill of reading teammates is from watching RLCS, from watching rival series and not even commentating, like just from watching the games and you start you watch to s- your replays at all. Have you ever watched any of your replays? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. Just curious. Yeah. No, no. Go I, ahead. and we could talk about that after this, if you want yeah, to, that sounds great. Okay. Um, so, you know, reading teammates is a skill, uh, for me, it's been watching tons of games. And if you are a player that your goal is to get to RLCS, you should absolutely be watching your own replays, whether it be through, um, calculated GG, whether it be in game, however you're watching them, but you're going to start to notice like, Oh, my teammate was doing this and I decided to push in like, yes, it might've been my play to go for the ball, but my teammate was still there. And that put him out of position and me out of position, which in turn puts that third man back there out of position who could be looking at a 2v1 or 3v1. So to get better at reading your teammates, it's a lot of playing the game, but it's also watching the game. Like just being a spectator, be a fan, watch as much Rocket League as possible. And it's going to translate to being able to read the play better, being able to read the field better. Yeah, it's not going to improve your mechanics much, but it's going to give you an idea of when to rotate in, when to rotate out. I can't tell you how many times I've watched like NRG and like, why is this team so good? Why are they so consistent? I'm going to keep my eye on one player. What's this one player doing? And like, that's how people can improve in ranked is just by watching a team that you really like or a team that's doing really well. Focus on one player. What are they doing this entire match? Follow them for five minutes. Like I get the camera shifts around, but try and keep your eye on them the entire time. And when you're playing ranked, try and follow that. What? Okay. He rotated back because why? There's a reason they do things. They don't, they're not just doing it just to do it. Like there's a reason behind everything that they're doing. Try and get in that player's mind. Like, why is he rotating out right now? Oh, I see Garrett coming in. That's why Justin's rotating out. He still had boost. He didn't need to rotate out, but Garrett has an angle on that ball. There's no reason for Justin to stay up. So he's going back to D. So try and take that into rank. Like read the field, use your right analog stick as much as possible. Like look around. Oh, this teammate's coming in. 
He's got a touch on that ball. I'm getting out just in case a 50 pinches past him. I'm going to be back on defense. Um, so to wrap that all up and put a bow on it is you, you got to watch rocket league if you want to get better at it. And there's no better way to do it than watch the best in the game, um, week in and week out. So then in terms of working on something like that, because it's, again, it's like any mechanic and I feel like that is one thing that maybe people take for granted. You know, it's easy to just throw out like, Oh, you got to rotate. Like you're not rotating there. Nobody's rotating guys. We're losing. We need to rotate better, but it's also an awareness thing. It's like understanding where all your opponents are. It's understanding where all your teammates are. And that is a skill. So in terms of building that up, getting better at that kind of stuff, besides like getting a abstract idea of what it looks like by watching RLCS, how can people put something like that into action, uh, when they're actually playing to improve on that on a consistent basis? Like what are some things that you, if you could go back to maybe when you first started wanting to be an analyst and really paying attention to the intricacies of the game, like what would you do to pick up on those things when you learn something? Like how did you see that? What adjusted the way that you look at the game and how you develop those skills? As far as um, taking it into gameplay or uh, spectating it for commentary purposes? Specifically about the gameplay, like you playing the game. Because again, you know, you said that you feel that what the skill that you have that keeps you in GC is just you, you play smart. And that goes with rotations and awareness and things of that nature. So how can people build that skill so that they can play better. And somebody actually just posted this in my Discord uh, because I, I posted all of these different kinds of things that people can work on uh, in terms of Rocket League as a game. And I feel like one thing that, you know, going all the way down to bronze, silver, and gold, something that people could work on to immediately improve is just game intelligence. So like at that bare minimum level, how can somebody start working on their game sense and game knowledge to be better at the game? Um, I think the simplest way to put it would be cause and effect. Just to know that like, okay, if I do A, what is going to be B? A lot of players just are going out there and just playing, which is fine. Like I said, you never know what someone's purpose is. A lot of people are just out there having fun and that's fine. You know, not everyone wants to be the best player in the world, but like if you're trying to improve, like just know, okay, if I do this, what are the possibilities? What could be the outcome? And it is a skill because like, you've got to be able to do that on the fly. It's split second thinking. Like you don't get time to like pause the game and go, okay, that ball's up there. There's a player there and a player there. If I, like you, don't, you just don't get that. You've got to be able to try and like as best as you can think, okay, if I go up for this challenge, do I have a teammate behind me? And you can really quickly just tap your rear view camera. Okay, teammate behind me, boom. I'm going to go up. I know that I'm going up for this ball. If I go to the left or right, is it going to pinch? Am I going to be able to beat? The, like, it's just having the cause and effect. A plus B is going to equal C. And, and just knowing that that's going to be an outcome and realizing that there has to be an outcome. Like, you have to think things through. You can't just go into it 
willy nilly like. One thing that I would add to what you just said, and almost how I look at it, I mean the A plus B thing is really good, and I would say the one the way that I look at it, and what helps me keep in like a very calm mind when playing ranked or like solo queuing is I think about it in terms of uh, why did something happen? Like, why did something happen and how could I have added to it better or how could I have prevented it? So like if we get scored on, if I lose a game, I never blame anything on a teammate. Like I never want to blame anything on a teammate, even if, you know, the decision they made was blatantly like, what were you thinking? Like, cool, like, okay, that's that guy. He clearly does not know how to play this game to an optimal level. That's fine. How could I have played better? Or, again, like, been more aware to understand that so that I could have supported this team better. So always asking yourself why something happened, what caused that, so that you can have that in mind for the next time you play to be more aware of, that kind of situation or what might pop up depending on teammates and opponents locations and like what kind of situation the game is in at that time. Yeah. Unfortunately you don't get the same teammates every single game. Like it would be nice if you did. And yeah, if you've got a lot of friends, you can party up and that's the best way to play rocket league in my opinion, but there's just times where you don't and you play solo. So like, yeah, like you said, knowing, Hey, some people just, aren't going to be at your level. Some people you're not going to be up to their level. That's just life. You know, it's the luck of the draw, but you can get better at rocket league. Um, and I think in my opinion, the easiest way is trying to play smart. And that's just knowing that everything has an effect. Like you're going to do something. And when you're at a lower rank, figuring out why is a great, way to think about or to go about it rather like why did this happen and then once you start learning the why you can implement that into what is going to happen if i do this and i feel like that's where i'm at like what's going to happen if i do this okay i know that if i pinch this ball it's going to go back left so being able to win kickoffs that way is a big thing knowing how you know if i challenge this ball and i flip forward and I roll my car to the left. What's this ball going to do? Well, like I've played this game enough. Like I know what the ball's going to do. It's about reading opponents. It's about reading teammates. It's about having that cause and effect in the back of your mind for five minutes straight. Like high level rocket league is exhausting. Like as far as like <laughs> brain waves are concerned, like it's like, Oh boy, I'm tired after doing that. Even though you didn't do anything. Like it's not just, going out just to, you know, hit the ball around. Like you're going out and playing chess. Like you're trying to figure out ways to beat your opponent. Mm-hmm. 100%. And I think, uh, as much as it's nice to just go brain dead, hit ball, chase ball, that is certainly not the most effective way to win games unless you just have the most amazing ball control and mechanics known to man. Yeah, I'm not And you're not going you're you're not going to get to that level by queuing game after game after game either. Like the way that you my mechanics have improved so much over the past few weeks because that's 
all I was working on was my mechanics. And so you, you can get really good. Like I would, again, I'd be intrigued to see what you could do with your game. If you took, you know, an hour or an hour and a half of that gameplay time that you have every week to just grind mechanics, like knowing the game at the level that you know, the game, if you could up the level of your mechanics, what would that do like to your overall ability in the game? I'd be, I'd be curious to see what something like that would do. And I'm not saying like you do this (sighs) now, but like in terms of just having the smarts of the game and then developing like a higher level of mechanics, how would that, um, uh, supplement the intelligence that you already have. Um, and I feel like I thought my mechanics were good until I realized how bad they actually were. And now that, you know, I'm getting better strikes on the ball, I'm reading the ball better. I'm able to control the ball better. Like I feel better about my game and it opens me up to like, Oh wow. Like there really is just so much more. It's not just about, uh, like I started practicing, practicing practicing flip resets well uh, it's plat practicing because you were a plat right yeah i mean unfortunately yes i am still <laughs> a plat in ones but uh hey i feel like that is the truest uh description of skill is ones uh that is that is uh wholeheartedly true i feel but i started practicing flip resets and then I started playing games again with my friends and I was like, I really don't feel like I'm any farther along, but it's because I was spending so much time practicing these advanced skills that don't necessarily advance me in the game. Like, cool, if I can hit a flip reset, but if I can't get there fast enough or set it up fast enough or hit it consistently, like the opportunity to hit a flip reset comes up in a game once every five games unless you're just like doing nothing but that but reading the ball off your opponent's backboard to get a rebound or like get a second opportunity at a shot that happens multiple times if i had spent a month working on that i'd probably be gc by now (laughs) but i just didn't and that was very eye-opening for me if you don't have these basic mechanics down then, you know, what are you doing with yourself practicing flip resets as cool as they are? Yeah, they're definitely cool. Um, I mean, all that, everything in Rocket League is cool, in my opinion. Like, I love this game through and through. For sure. But So training, yes. If you want to get better at Rocket League, you absolutely need to do it. Um, But I also have issues with training because, like, yeah, you can do the uh, redirect packages and all that but it doesn't put players on the field and it's a different ball game when there's players on the field, when you have defenders and someone covering the net at a certain spot and you have to be precise where you put that ball. I I mean, I guess in training you'd say like, okay, I need to hit bottom left and try and do that every time I need to hit top, right? Like you can do those things, but it just changes so quickly in a, a game to where like you look at the net for a split second and see someone coming like from the backboard and you know, like, okay, I got to put the shot bottom, right. You, you weren't pre thinking that you, like, it just came to you immediately. Mm-hmm. And like, you got to put that shot on now. So, 
I mean, training is helpful. Training is awesome and you should absolutely do it. Um, but I've just always been of the mentality, like the best way to get better at this game is to play the game and like go through it. Like I want to be good at three, three V threes. I'm going to play three V threes. Like there are definitely ways to improve upon that. Like one V ones you bring up. Yes. I should play one V ones. Yes. I should do training more. Um, not that you should. I no, I should. Say you should. I okay. should. Okay, you You're said right. it, not me. I'm not. I'm not here telling you how to live your life. I just want to get that out there. No, I, I mean it's just. I guess it just boils down to like what you're trying to get out of the game, and what you. I don't know what what time you're working with. Like for me, like I got a wife. I got two kids. I have a full time job. Uh, so for me, like an hour and a half, that might be all I get in a week right. to play Rocket League because I've also sure. like during the season, especially I've, you know, I got prep work to do, right. um, on top of all that other stuff. So like my, that hour and a half, like while I'm being super competitive when I'm playing, I'm also like, I want to, that's my relaxing time. That's, I want to kick back yeah. and play some video games and just play, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to have to worry about all right, I need to hit these double taps. I need to hit these redirect packages. Like, nah, I just want to play. Right. And then like, I am happy in training packs. Like it makes me happy to be doing those. uh, Just like you are happy playing games because I know that I'm taking something that I'm weak at and I'm getting better at it. So I don't mind investing that time. Uh, So again, like if you're not, Especially in a game like Rocket League, there are so many people that, oh, I just don't enjoy the game anymore, or I'm just not happy, or they get frustrated. I don't get that. Playing, playing, well, good. <sighs> that, I don't, I can't tell if you're being serious or not. No, no, no. I'm totally being serious. I mean, I've read posts on Reddit and stuff where people oh, are you like, oh, don't, you don't get that, meaning you don't get why people get that way. Right. Correct. I don't understand that mentality, I guess. Because, like, I mean, I guess I understand the mentality of, like, this isn't the game for you, but if you enjoy this game, like the people that want more content and want like, what do you mean? They want more updates. They want like oh, grow don't up in, give, don't grow up in the nineties. Like that was the game. Like it came out. That's all you got. And you played it through and then you played it through again. And like, so for me, like uh, rocket league could never come out with another update ever again. And I'd be happy. I'd be content. Like, Cause at its core, it's a fantastic game. Like yeah. what more, what more do we need? Like, cool. Yeah. Some more maps and stuff. And I'm always happy for those. I'm happy for bet- more cars and whatever, but like, I don't need them. I don't need those things to enjoy the game. I just don't understand the mentality of the people that like, Oh, we need this stuff. This game's getting stale. Like what, what are you talking about? Yeah. I don't, I don't want to get started on that because I'll start ranting and, uh, <laughs> I like I like to keep it positive on here, but I wholeheartedly agree with you. The you know, as long as Psionics doesn't come out and say, "Hey, you know what? We got really antsy in our pantsy, and we're to, we're going to change all the physics of Rocket League." Like it's just going to be a different game when you come to load it up tomorrow. And you know, maybe that version could be good, but at the same time, like, why change things? Like. We have a beautiful game that is just beautiful. Like, I, I can't remember who I was talking to. I think it was in my Discord. 
we were talking about updates and different things like that uh, that people would like to see in the game or things of that nature. And I just I I thought to my like Rocket League is the closest thing to an actual sport that I've ever seen. And you mentioned that, you know, being a big sports guy early in the show. And I said they haven't changed basketball since it was invented in like 1859. Of course, I mean, they added quality of life things, but they didn't change the core concept. Right. I mean, you know, they're not playing with peach baskets anymore. They added a three point line. They've changed rules and like added, like you said, quality of life stuff. But at the core of the game, it's still five people playing five people trying to get a ball in a basket back and forth up and down the court. Like Rocket League on its own is a beautiful sport that does not need to be changed. I agree. Uh, I mean, it goes to the old adage of like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yes. And that's how I feel. And I've argued with fellow you know commentators who are also friends of mine about like this subject, there's people out there that want like a variety of maps. They want non-standard maps to become a part of Rocket League and like a part of the Rocket League ecosystem. And I am one million times against that. And like some people say, well, not all baseball stadiums are the same. Not Okay, yeah, maybe to the fence, but like the diamond, like, or whatever. I'm not a big baseball guy, but like the distance from home plate to first, that's the same. Still the same ball, still the same bat, like basketball. It's all the same courts, football, all the same fields. So like I, I'm against that. Like rocket league. Hey, it's perfect. In my opinion, we don't need to put Neo Tokyo on there with the, like, no, we don't, we don't need that. We saw how that was back in mid season mayhem stuff. Like we don't need that again. In my opinion, I would be, I would be extremely intrigued because there are, you know, the two or three pros that are like, this would really spice up the game. It would make it a lot different. Or, you know, if that was put back into a ranked playlist, um, that it would just liven up the game. Uh, I would, I would genuinely be curious to see how people would respond to that because I think they're looking for something to spice up the game for them. When really, like that's, I think that it's not necessarily the answer to what they're looking for. Yeah, no, I don't think it is either. I don't think it's it's not necessary. And I I think people just need to remember back to the old wasteland. Like, <laughs> very subtle change to that map. It just yeah. curved the floor a little bit. And like, it, in my opinion, again, like, it was awful. I hated that map. I hated Neo Tokyo. I just, I don't like non-standard maps. The throwback stadium, like, yeah, they're fun for a little bit, but like, do I want to play a ranked game on that? Absolutely I not. I would play ranked on throwback any day of the week. I love throwback. Uh, I and, I mean, it, you can do cool plays. You can come off the goal. You can, It makes it different, I'll say, but I don't think it should be ever a part of like RLCS. Yeah. I I certainly understand where you're coming from, but in terms of just like I know the context of the game and uh, and how I look at the game in this podcast in general, like and and the, the game as a whole, I don't necessarily 
making those minute changes isn't going it's it's a band-aid for you know the issues that people really have with in in my opinion it's a band-aid for the issues that people have with the game or like i'm bored with the game or like I'm not improving or this game just isn't what it used to be. And I feel like people get in these, like I've gotten in a slump and I, you know, where I don't feel like I'm improving or it's just not as engaging. But again, going back to what I said before, that's almost why I've enjoyed training packs so much because I'm doing something completely different with the game. Like it's still the same game, but I'm doing something completely different with it. Like it's just me the ball in the car and just working on stuff. And now I almost enjoy queuing games just as much because I, I have this back and forth. Like this game isn't just grinding games for me anymore. Now it's like this nice equilibrium of playing some games. Oh man, I still really suck at this. So I'm going to go back and work on this some more for two or three days and try and really develop that skill and work on these two little things and then go back to ranked and see how I do or go back and play games with my friends and see how I do. Um, You know, I I wish I could have a deeper conversation with some folks that are just like unhappy with the game because, you know, just like you said and, and how I look at it, like I don't really think it has anything to do with the game itself. Well, at the end of the day, like you're never going to be able to appeal to everyone. I mean, it's true. Like there's people out there that hate me, that not me as a person, but like hate my commentary. And like when I first started, like that stuff used to eat me up. And like, why don't these people like what I'm doing? Like I'm, I'm, I think I'm doing a great job. I think I'm like putting in so much work. I'm trying to improve what it isn't. What is it about? Oh, wait. It's just people like you're never going to have everybody like you. You're never going to have a game where everybody likes that game. Like you can't appeal to everyone. Like you got to appeal to the masses. And I think Rocket League does that perfectly. Like they pull in casual gamers that just want to come and play. They pull in the hardcore gamers that like want to make this a career. And they also do it spectating wise. Like you've got people that watch this stuff. I mean, five times a week, they're watching all, all CRL, they're watching rival series, they're watching RLCS. And then on the flip side, you got people that look over at a bar and then see it on a TV like, oh, that's cool. And they can immediately follow along. Like you got to work with what you have. And I think Psyonix has done a great job of that with Rocket League. Like, I don't think you need to change stuff. I don't think you need to add like it's it. It's already a pretty perfect game, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. We don't need to change it up much more. Yeah. That being said, me and some friends the other night uh, did boomer mode on all of the Rocket Labs maps. Like we went from one (laughs) to the next to the next to the next. And that was some of the most fun that we've had playing Rocket League in a really long time. It was just it's nice. It's nice to be able to mix it up every now and then and have those opportunities. We even did it on drop shot and drop shot was super fun playing on boomer mode. But in terms of like the core game. Uh, you know, I think it's a very special, unique thing that, you know, I don't want to see too much change from that being said, I would love to see a creative mode built into the game that was available for everybody. 
Then it, yeah, I mean, you see the cool stuff that Lathamir's doing, like making maps and stuff. Um, I mean, I do agree. It would be nice to have that, be able to just press a button and go right into those maps. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of, I think Halo had that with Forge back the Forge. in the day. Yeah. Well, and Fortnite has creative mode. I think, you know, like look at the popularity of Super Mario Maker 2. Like having all of those tools at your disposal um, and being able to create, you know, like dribble challenges, uh, obstacle courses, things of that nature in Rocket League, I think would open up an entirely new world of possibility for the for the player base as a whole. Yeah, for new people. Yeah, you're you're not wrong. Um, it would be nice to see. Uh, I don't know if it's ever going to come to fruition. Like, I have my fingers crossed. Yeah, it would be cool. Um, but at the end of the day, like, it's not going to make it or break it for me. I'm still going to play the for game. Sure. You yeah. know, like, I'm not going anywhere. It's not. It's. I'm not one of those guys that's going to get on Twitter once a week and be like, "Where's creative mode? Why haven't you put it in the game yet?" Like, I'm. No, I I'm, feel you. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Uh, but just in terms of like opening things up to the community, I mean, look at what the creative mode, I don't know if you pay attention to Fortnite, but they had a creative championship at their Fortnite world cup that had tons of participants and polls, you know, a lot of viewers. I mean, scissors has built a career on getting millions of views on the Fortnite maps that he's created himself. So I think, uh, if you were able to open that up to a lot of people, uh, it would raise the skill level, it would raise the ability of people, and it would give the game a little bit more longevity. You know, if somebody gets bored of just playing ranked um, because, uh, you know, not everybody has the capability of just sitting down and playing that game over and over and over again and never getting frustrated or angry. Um, having something unique and different to do even if it's for a couple weeks, keeps that player engaged instead of them getting burnt out and going on to something else, which I yeah. always give a thumbs up to. Yeah, to keep those casual players uh, on the game. Yeah, I don't think that's a terrible idea. But yeah. like, I can't really, I don't watch Fortnite. I don't play, I played maybe an hour of it. Uh, just not my thing. I, You're honestly, not in nineties. No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely definitely not. not. No, I mean a little uh, fun fact about me is like I don't really follow esports. I follow Rocket League, and that's my esport. But you know, like I said at, at the beginning of the of the show, uh, I'm a big sports guy. So like, it's halftime of the Laker game right now. Like I'm when we're done here, like that's what I'm going to watch. Like I like watching basketball i like watching football uh so like the Fortnite world cup while it pulls in tons of viewers millions of dollars on the line not not my my cup of tea that's fair well as long as you stick with rocket league we'll all be happy because we uh we i appreciate what you do well thank you yeah of course that really means a lot hey hey no problem at all um so i think this would be a good time to start winding things down um, and in traditional infinite boost podcast, we will do the, are we taking hot sauce out and taking the last da- Oh wait, wrong show. Never mind. No. Yeah. No last dab. Uh, okay, uh, I even, I forgot to pull up your Instagram. Um, and I don't know what movie you're about to promote, but, uh, you can go ahead and look at that camera, that camera, that camera. 
Yep. Anyone you want. And please tell the folks at home your final thoughts for the Infinite Boost podcast. Uh, my final thoughts for the Infinite Boost podcast. Well, that's hard for me because my brain doesn't work well most of the time. So thinking is hard. But Well, don't think. Just start talking. Just start talking. Use I just want to say, uh, just right off the bat, thank you so much for having me. It was fantastic time to talk about Rocket League. I'll do it anytime, any week, any hour of the day. Uh, I love this community. Just remember to always be well to each other on the pitch. Uh, you never know what someone might be going through. Um, and last but not least, I just got to give a, I know she's not going to see it, but a huge shout out to my wife and uh, my two daughters. Without them, I couldn't be doing this. Uh, they go through a lot to, you know, let me travel every week to go out and commentate on these games. So, uh, just a big thank you to them and big uh, I love you to all of them as well. I mean, you don't know. She might be a listener. She probably isn't. She <laughs> deals with enough Rocket League. No offense because it's a great show, but yeah. <laughs> to her, just watching like the games I force her to watch is enough. Yeah, not a huge fan. She is a huge fan of the game. NRG is her favorite team. And this was before World Championship. She's been an NRG fan back to when Fireburner was even on the team. Um, she loves going to the events. She loves all that stuff, but she hears enough about it. She doesn't yeah. want me to talk about it all day. Understandable. So just in case, uh, the listeners of the show for some reason have no idea that you are on the internet or where to find you on the internet or what you have going on on the internet, where can people find you online? Well, that wouldn't be uh, too far fetched. I'm not a big internet guy, not a big social media guy, but if you want to follow me, I am on Twitter at Subi underscore smash. Uh, I post things yeah, weekly every now and then about Rocket League, about my I family. Tweet once a week. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big social. You know, let's get me up to a thousand followers. That's the goal. After are you show. not? Are you not at a thousand followers yet? No. What are you doing with yourself? I just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we're being honest. There's there's something to be said about that. All right, Subi Smash, smash that follow button on the Twitter. Let's make it hap happen. Let's let's get him there. All right, and then finally, um, uh, a yeah. question for the audience that they can answer when they follow you on Twitter. Ooh, there we go. Yeah. So, what would you like to ask the audience, the Infinite Boost podcast audience? Who do you think in North America and in Europe from RLCS are going to get auto demoted that I'm going to be commentating in the rival series next season? Whew. That's some heavy stuff, man. I mean, it's a close one at the bottom for, for NA. That's for sure. It's, it's kind of sad down there. <laughs> it's lackluster. We'll, we'll, we'll say it's lackluster. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's very interesting. Um, okay, so let Subi know out there on the internet who you think uh, is going to be back in the Rival Series or in the Rival Series for the first time next season. Uh, and make sure to follow him. Let's get him up there to a 1,000 followers. Uh, that would be awesome to see. Woo! Thank you. Uh, before we go, Subi, thank you so much for taking the time to come and hang out with me uh, on this Sunday afternoon to talk some Rocket League. I really appreciate it. It was a good conversation. Um, 
it's good to hang out with you and, and get to know a little bit more about you and, and your game and whatnot. So thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, I hope you enjoyed yourself as well. Absolutely. And thank you again for having me. Anytime you want to talk Rocket League, uh, I will gladly find time in my day to do so. Sounds great. I can't wait till I have somebody on the show and I'm like, I hope you had a good time chatting. It was a really good time. And they're just like, God, I'm so glad this is over. No, actually, this was terrible. And I never want to talk to you again. Okay, that's fine. You can block me as soon as we're done. Thank you so much. Uh, As always, thank you out there to the listeners, the watchers, the viewers, the supporters. Uh, Join my Discord. Come play Roulette League sometime. It is the most fun. Hit me up on the internet. I love hearing from people and answering questions and knowing what's going on. Blah, blah, blah. This has been a blast. I'm going to end the podcast here. Subi, again, thank you for coming and thank you for the boost. You're welcome, but... I got to go watch a Laker game now. So have a good one.